Pastor Alex preached and showed us all the places that we've helped build churches. You can write that on the check in the memo if it's for part of for missions or on your offering envelope. And I promise you one thing, God will bless you. Lord, bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen. He's coming up the clouds. Kings and kingdoms will bow down. And every chain will break. His broken hearts declare His praise. For who can stop the Lord Almighty? And our God is light. The Lion of Judah, he's roaring and howling and fighting our battles. Every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. Every knee will bow before good in the Lord good you can you can hear me now can't you so I, I picked up this uh, uh, little thing a, a little girl uh, was talking to her mom and she said you know mom uh, God created two people instead of one or three because they lived in the garden of even Get it? So uh, two weeks ago, I preached on more, and and I want to do part two tonight, but so but I kind of wrestled over the title. So you know, I I I thought about more er, but I thought then there'd probably be some teachers here that would get irritated by that. So then I thought about maybe more than more. And uh, then I thought, uh, maybe most. But I settled on just this. More, part two. Can you see that okay? Okay, just, just want to check. Put one hand over one eye. No, do you don't. See, tonight, as we are in this place, you know God's in this place. And you know why we know that is because we showed up. He showed up when we showed up because he lives inside us, right? Do you know that when we go, God goes? He doesn't hang out in this building just kind of waiting, man, I hope they come back. He doesn't. He goes, he goes with us because he lives in us. But the Christian life lived the way that Jesus means for us to live it is all about more. And John 10, verse 10, Jesus said, The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But he said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it, what? More abundantly. So one of the biggest lies of the devil 
is that the Christian life is a less than life. But see, here Jesus says that the, it's the devil who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so what he is saying by saying that is that it's the devil who is giving people a less than life, right? Because he's a thief. He comes to steal. He's a thief. He's a robber. He wants to steal our joy. He wants to steal our happiness. He wants to kill our hopes, our dreams, and ultimately our lives. He, he's, a, he's a destroyer of, of hope and dreams and of lives. But tonight, the good news is Jesus came to give us more. Now tell yourself or somebody, more. Jesus said, I have come that they may have a life, may have life, and they may have it more abundantly. More. More. Say more, more, more. Jesus came, he lived, he died, and he rose again to give us more. He came to give us more joy. First Peter chapter 1, verse 8 says that we are rejoiced with joy unspeakable and full of glory. We, as God's people, are, are given more joy, more joy. Uh, most of the joy I had before I gave my life to Christ was chemically induced. Thank God, and I'm telling you, after I gave my life to Christ, I, it, it, was, it didn't take me long to get free from all that stuff because I didn't want to mess up what I had gotten when I got saved. It, it was a cheap imitation beforehand. And so he gives us more joy. If you're wrestling with substance abuse tonight, you know what? God has a replacement for that, and it's more joy, joy unspeakable. He will give us more joy. Say more joy. He gives us more peace. Philippians 4, 7 says it's a peace that surpasses all understanding. It is a peace that is there that is so powerful that uh, there may be no natural explanation for it. That's what it means, surpasses all understanding. It's when we are going through something that we really uh, 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 may not have any explanation for the presence of His peace. And, I, and probably all of us have been through some things in life that were beyond us, and yet in the midst of that, as we call out, as we trust on Him, He gives us more peace, peace that passes understanding. Say more peace. He gives us more love. I'll say that in a real voice. He gives us more love. In Ephesians 3, verse 19, it says that we might know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. God's love comes, begins to visit us when we begin to get an, a revelation, an understanding, and we grow in that love, don't we? We grow in our understanding of love. When I got saved, I got a revelation of God's love. I, it, it completely passed my knowledge how that God could love me enough to forgive me all of that stuff that I did B.C., before Christ, right? It so uh, 
was surprising and yet a pleasant surprise that he would forgive all my sin. And then some years later, I had my first child. My daughter Laura was born and I was holding her in my arms and had such love for that little girl. And I thought, oh my gosh, if God loves me more than I love this little girl, man, God's love, it blows my mind. Passes knowledge, right? Parents understand, get a revelation of the love of God. Our love for our kids, uh, Jesus says in comparison, it's evil because it, it doesn't mean that our love is evil, but he means in comparison to God's love for us, it's so far God's love for us, for you and for me, say for me is so much greater than our love for our own children. It is incredible. It passes knowledge. Say more love. Now, God gives us more, and we should not settle for a less than life when Jesus paid such a terrible price to give us a life of more. Say it again, more. Ephesians 3 verse 20 says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, I love this verse, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Love that verse. Don't you love that verse? God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Thank God. You know, that whole verse can be summed up with just one word, and I bet you guess what it is. More. Now, tonight I want to talk for uh, just a little bit about changing our default. Changing our default. Computer programs are written with certain defaults. I'm sure that most of you, if if you've dealt with computers at all over the years, have been frustrated like I have at times when your computer was doing things that you didn't want it to do. It was trying to outthink us. And like Microsoft Word, uh, Word, I, I use it a lot, but sometimes Microsoft Word frustrates me. You know why? Because it has certain defaults. It has font styles. It has certain uh, uh, font sizes that are default, that, that when you open up a, a document, it's their page layouts. Autocorrect can really irritate me sometimes because I'll be working on a document. I'll be p- putting a sermon or a study together, something like that. And so I put a I put a number in, number one, and then I hit the, hit return, and then it puts a number two. I didn't want that number two there, but Microsoft Word says, oh, yeah, you did. I know what you need. I, you, you put a one, you got to have a two following the one. Frustrating. And then it can do other weird things. So I've, I've learned how to get just wipe out the uh, formatting, but it doesn't always do that. I do clear formatting, and somehow some mysterious thing, demonic, uh, still does some formatting. That I, I've, I've found sometimes some document, I just trash them. Get the information, put it, in, and, and then copy and paste it into a brand new thing, clear formatting, and then it carries something evil over. 
uh, defaults that are that are written in there to that make us vexed, make me vexed. So there are certain defaults that some programs can have written in that we may not, not like that we want to change, right? In our lives, all of us probably, no doubt, have certain defaults that have been written in us, and some of these may be even from childhood. We may have a uh, default in how we respond to certain circumstances. It's how we react. It's our default. We get an unexpected bill, uh, or we a car breaks down, or somebody lips us off, and we have a certain way that we react to these things because it's our default. It's the way we always react or almost always react to those kind of circumstances. It's our default. I remember a time when I was a young believer. I had just given my life to Christ maybe oh, a month or so around this time, and I had a 1964 Volkswagen Bug, and I I, uh, nurtured that. I cared for it. I did valve adjustments. I did oil changes. I babied that thing, and that thing was a a piece of junk. (laughs) And it constantly was giving me trouble. I mean, it... it, uh, Aggravated. So one day I was driving up to our church uh, in the afternoon, and I didn't think anybody was there. I, and it was giving me trouble, and I got I just so vexed with this stupid car that I got there. I pulled up out out in front of the church. Nobody was around. I didn't think anybody was there. I got out of the car, and I just went wham! Just slammed the door, and then I hauled off. I was I was just I was losing it, truthfully. And I just kicked it, wham, wham, kicked dents in, two, put two dents in it. Almost broke my toes. And it was right when I was kicking it. I wasn't cussing, but I was kicking. And I kicked two good-sized dents in it, so irritating. And right then, three of the women in the church came walking around the corner right as I was kicking it. They didn't harass me too bad. They... They gave me grace, but I, I was embarrassed. Now, my point in sharing that is, is that we can change our default reactions. You know, I haven't kicked a car in decades. <laughs> Praise God, right? We don't have, listen, we don't have to keep the same old defaults. God offers us more. More. Say it again, more. Now, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I've come to give you more life, more life. And so the devil wants to steal our joy, our peace, and our resources, our lives, our everything good. And so we don't need to give in to them. We don't have to continue in those same old default reactions. We may have a, a certain default uh, reaction to uh, financial needs or the way uh, uh, people treat us or a number of other things, but Jesus, when we believe, 
that he has more, a bigger life for us than just the same old, same old. That's what more life is all about. It's a bigger life. It's more life, more than what we had before, which means we do not have to live in those same old default reactions. When we believe that Jesus has more for us than worrying about our bills, we trust him. Uh, dare to believe that he's going to help us, it'll change our default reaction. You know, sometimes sometimes it's, it's more like we get uh, in the financial need. We think, wow, man, that, that mailman. Problems, the mailman. He keeps bringing bills. Electric bill, water, sewer bill, sewer bills. I don't know about you, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you one of my little pet peeves. And here it is. Sewer fees, monthly. I look on my wa- my water bill. You know what my water bill is on a month? It's like $6. It's, it's not that high. I, it, sometimes it's more. But then my sewer that's attached to that bill is like $50. Oh, my gosh. Now, I don't mean to be crude tonight, but we just don't flush that much. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. We fifty dollars a month. That's like fifty. That's like fifty cents a flush. It's, it's irritating. So the bills, credit, credit card payments, car payments, rent payments, all the mailman does bring bills, bills. But you know what? Jesus has more for us, doesn't he? than worrying about what the mailman's going to bring in the mail. More life, more provision, more supply. Uh, Maybe even give us more wisdom about how to manage our finances. More wisdom about what we spend our money on, right? More. Say more. Uh, Jesus has more for us than being bugged about how crummy people are treating us. Right? Right? More, more. He has more for us. You know, there, there some some folks they think, well, you know what? I I just don't get why the way people treat me. I I'm so kind and caring and sensitive to these idiots. Well, maybe part of the problem is the way your mind works. You know, more. See, we, we, Jesus has more for us than being angry, defensive, self-absorbed people, doesn't he? He gives us more love so that we can forgive and, and brush off offenses. Can I tell you something about people in church? They'll offend you. It's true. Now, people, they'll also be good to you. But some of them, I'm telling you, They'll offend you. They'll look at you weird. They may not mean to, but sometimes they'll look at you weird. They may say something uh, uh, inappropriate, wrong, hurtful, injurious. People are, but you know what God does? You know why he gives us each other? To work it out. I'm telling you, to work it out. Love. Say love. More love. 
So he gives us more love so that we can forgive, learn to forgive, so that we can learn to brush off offenses and not just carrying a chip on. You know what, Christians, God help us. I, and I'm saying us. There's sometimes I think, I, I think sometimes a chip ends up on my shoulder, and I'm so sensitive about it the way other people treat me. Can be. Need to knock that chip off, don't we? Just reach over and slap that chip off that. No, don't know. Do, 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 yeah. Need to get rid of that chip that we carry on our shoulder and not just be so Need to care about others. We need to, we need to understand that uh, everybody has their own circumstances going on in our lives. And the reason why sometimes people re- are, are acting the way that they act is because of a whole bunch of stuff that's going on in their lives at that time. And so Jesus gives us more love, doesn't he? Say more love to help us not to be so self, self-absorbed, angry, defensive, more love. Now, I am still growing in, in God's grace along with all of you, but I will tell you something, that over the, uh, over the years, God is helping me not to react that default reaction to when somebody, you know, in high school, we would one-up. Somebody, somebody dissed you, you diss them back like 10 times, you know. Right? You, I mean, well, maybe not you, but this is the way we did. We, we, we honed our craft of our words, our tongue, and sharpness. And you know something? That can get embedded in our hearts, and we need to learn how to be kind to each other, how to be forgiving to each other. And so uh, our, where our default reaction, when somebody lips us off or treats us bad or we get an unexpected bill, where our default reaction uh, isn't negative, but becomes more trusting, confident, and positive. The Bible says in Romans eight thirty seven. This is a great verse of scripture because it talks about more. In all these things, all of what things? All the things in life where our default may have been a different way. Our default reaction might have been different before, but now in all these things we are what? More than conquerors through Him who loved us. The more we trust in Him Uh, the more our default reactions to the negative stuff that goes on in our life will be with confidence because we are, through Him, more than conquerors. Whatever we face in life, I was thinking about the Apostle Paul, and he was in chains, and he's writing, and he's in chains, but he writes to Uh, those that he's writing to, and he tells them, but the Word of God is not bound. And he had a confidence, even though he was in a prison in chains, that God's Word was still going forth. It did not matter if he was in chains. It didn't matter that he was bound on the outside. He was free on the inside. God's Word still went forth because in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. A 
I'm trying to talk about more, more. Say it again, more. I hope you're getting this. It's, it's pretty deep. More. Now, I want to look at just one thing before we close tonight that God has more for us in. I'm going to talk about this, and then we're going to pray. God promises more healing. Just before Jesus uh, uh, ascended into heaven, he's meeting with his disciples, and he's telling them about certain signs that would follow those who believe. And we're believers tonight, aren't we? One of those signs was that they would lay hands on the sick and the sick would recover. Jesus said, Mark 16, 17, and 18, these signs shall follow them that believe. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And we are believers here tonight. I want you to say, I am a believer. And as believers, we are believing for more healing, aren't we? Now, I want you to say these next two statements with me. We believe in Jesus Christ. Let's say it together. We believe in Jesus Christ. And we believe the sick will recover. Hallelujah. As believers, we're believing for more healing. Now, listen, I just, just want to say something. I don't believe that it's wrong to go to doctor, doctors. I, uh, I have been to, uh, I've got a, uh, a doctor that I, I have visited, that he is a member in our, in our congregation. I, I thank God for Christian doctors. So we have doctors, we have nurses, we have all kind of uh, uh, health care professionals in our congregations, and I believe they are a gift from God. And that they are, uh, that, that that is a calling in life. Just, just like calling, a calling to preach the gospel, I believe that there are people who are called into the medical profession to help people get better. And, but having said that, I believe that as Christians, as believers, that if we have something going on in our bodies, that our first reaction shouldn't necessarily be, well, I've got, to, I've got to go to the doctor. I don't think that our first reaction should be to just seek out medical attention. And I, I want to again say there's nothing wrong with receiving medical attention, but as Christians, as God's people, I think we ought to have our first reaction, go to God go to God and and let's believe together and I believe that our health care professionals in our congregation would agree with that statement uh, that they are cooperating with God to bring healing amen and so our focus uh, first of all needs to be on God and I want to encourage us to dare to believe uh, uh, for God's healing touch uh, in our bodies in in Matthew chapter 4 verse 24. The Bible speaking about Jesus, it says that the news about him spread as far as Syria, and people soon began bringing to him all who were sick. And whatever their sickness or disease, or if they were demon-possessed or epileptic or paralyzed, he healed them all. That tells me something about Jesus, and that is that he desires healing to flow. He healed them all. Say he healed them all. 
say more healing. Then in John chapter 14 and verse 12, uh, he says, I tell you for certain. This is a certainty. He says, I tell you for certain that if you have faith in me, you will do the same things that I am doing, and you will do even greater things now that I am going back to the Father. Jesus told his believers that he, we would do greater things, and, and I don't know what's greater than raising somebody from the dead. I don't know if it's greater as far as the, the, uh, the, uh, the type of miracle. I don't know what's greater than feeding 5,000 men besides women and children, uh, raising somebody from the dead, uh, healing somebody that is maimed, that has a limb missing, and that limb reappears. I don't know what's greater than that. I think, though, possibly he's talking about greater in number, maybe, but whatever, whether it's greater in deed or greater in number, he did say that you and I as God's people can expect more, more. Say more healing. And so let's believe God for more. Say more healing. One story, and then we'll, we'll pray tonight. Wow, that was good. Just got a kick up. Volume. That made me foul. More. More volume. We have a, a guy in our church. He's actually, he and his wife, you may want to bring that. Is it monitors or am I sounding louder to you too? I'm echoing. More echo. Anyway, this, this uh, guy, a, a, a lot of you know him. He's, uh, he and his wife, Carol, moved to Southern California. Uh, recently had a, a, a job there, and he's, he's in Southern California. But David C.C., Years ago, David uh, was diagnosed with stomach cancer, and they, they were going to take out two-thirds of his stomach. And this was so many years ago, in fact, that uh, uh, Pastor Hills wasn't uh, on staff as a staff pastor. He was a visiting evangelist. And so he came during that meeting. David had, had gotten the, uh, uh, the diagnosis they were gonna. They were gonna cut out two thirds of his stomach, and then there would be other treatment, you know. And so, in that meeting, he was prayed for. Pastor Hills prayed for him. We prayed for him, and he went back to the doctor. And I'm telling you, he got a complete miracle, totally healed from that cancer. And he did not have to have any kind of treatment. He didn't have to have uh, any kind of surgery. He got a miracle uh, of God, and uh, I, uh, if you see David today, he's got a, a good stomach. <laughs> now, having shared that story with you, I understand that there are those of us here tonight that we may have been dealing with a health issue. Maybe it's been go on, uh, ongoing in our life. And so my encouragement to all of us tonight by sharing that story, I just want to encourage all of us tonight to continue to believe for more healing. Amen. No matter, no, see, I, if, if I have something going on in my life physically, 
that I need healing from, I would, I, I, I want, I want to continue to believe and trust God because He is the Lord who heals us. By His stripes, we were healed, right? And so what my encouragement is to you, if you have something that's been ongoing, <clears throat> tonight we're going to pray right now, and we're going to believe God for healing to flow in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Say in Jesus' name. More healing. Praise God. Before we do, let's just bow our head and close our eyes. If you're here tonight, you've never given your life to Christ, or you've been away from the Lord, and you need his forgiveness, would you just, where you are, just slip your hand up where I can see it and know to pray with you, and just raise it up where I can see it and know to include you in this prayer for forgiveness. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to pray together, and I want us all to pray this prayer. Just right now, that you repeat this prayer out with me. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. I receive you into my life as Lord and Savior. Thank you for your forgiveness touching my life. Forgiving me in your name, the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. All right, now what I'd like to do is I'm, we're going to pray uh, as a group. And I have done this uh, so many times over the years. I've done this in, in, in Africa and throughout other nations. I've done this in congregations. And I want you to know tonight, healing flows through Jesus' name. And so I just want to encourage you tonight to believe for more healing, more healing. And if you need a touch from God in your body, something, maybe it has been an ongoing struggle, maybe it's something that you're just concerned about and it's just recently uh, started happening in your body or whatever it is, maybe you got pain in your body, uh, maybe it's a chronic thing, whatever the issue is, and you need a touch of God, if you can stand where you are, just stand where, right from where you're sitting. You want to touch God, believe God for more healing tonight. Praise God. Amen. Amen.